got a present on their birthday because it was their birthday uh, or multiple presents, uh, my grandmother would buy me what she called a consolation gift, which wow. is a small thing to make you not feel as bad about your how, brother. How mentally weak were you yeah, as a child? Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm mentally <laughs> weak because they did that. I don't know. I have no answer for Wait, that how because old, this wasn't something I demanded. This is how, something, how old were you when this happened? I mean, like uh, at single digits, like seven years old, eight years okay. old. I'm not talking okay. about like in like 17 year old Derek. Yeah, no, like, I was not needs, getting that. It's like a, a participation gift. Of right. Some a participation Participation gift is a great way to. I like consolation prize because that's how she would say it. But hey, here's the thing: I want my consolation prize. All of these other teams are trading on the trade market right now, and I feel like we need a gift. The Arizona Diamondbacks need to make a move, and I feel impatient, even though we knew that a lot of these deals probably wouldn't go down until the trade deadline. Seeing some of these teams make trades makes me wonder when. When will we see the D-backs make a trade? Mike Kazin said already that most likely it won't be till kind of the final moments there. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on... <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody yeah. want to jump in. I'm speechless. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on on how the market develops over the next few days. If you look at Mike Kazin's track record this time of year, it seems like these deals generally trick in on, trickle in on the day of the trade deadline. Uh, generally, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't rule out a move uh, in the next 24 hours, but I, I think it's more likely to wait until probably Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we saw it. I mean, it all started very suddenly last night, like about 48 hours ago, Shohei Otani was on the trade market and 24 and, hours later, yeah, he's he off the market yeah. and they've acquired uh, Lucas Giolito. So. That, that, <laughs> the, the, the story about Otani being off the market came out first and then it was like, huh, that's interesting because they're gonna go for it. This what does that the mean? Same, well, I mean, it's it's MLB.com reporting it, right? So it was the same people that were telling us that Otani <laughs> was on the market is now telling us he's off, right? So, and also, the Angels saying they're going for it doesn't really mean anything to me on its uh, like on its face because they've had Shohei Otani and Mike and or Mike Trout for the last decade and they haven't done anything. Haven't so I'm like, okay, gone for go it. for it. Yeah. Like you went and got Rendon when you went for like whatever, uh, and then they went done went for it. Like got Giolito, and then the reports came out that they were targeting targeting Candelario and I was like oh boy yeah here we go so that trade that he's talking about the Angels acquire right-handed pitcher Lucas Giolito and right-handed pitcher Reynaldo Lopez for catching prospect Edgardo Caro and left-handed prospect Kai Bush and uh I believe uh Caro is very high in there uh like one of their top prospects yeah right? I care I think Cuero is the number two uh in their system and Bush is number three wow. so yeah, two of the top three prospects in the Angels the system going to Chicago. And yeah, I mean, I think Gambo reported a few weeks ago that uh, the White Sox asking price from the Diamondbacks in a Lucas Giolito trade was Brandon Fott. And Cuero is roughly in line with Fott in terms of perceived prospect value on a lot of prospect lists, probably a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can understand why the Diamondbacks were not willing to were not willing to pay this kind of a price. It basically would have probably been Brandon Fought in order to beat this offer. And I don't think anyone wanted to see the Diamondbacks do that for half a season of Lucas yeah. Giglio. 
uh, Diamondbacks current type top five prospects are Jordan Lawler, Drew Jones, Brandon Fott, Davison De Los Santos, and Blake Walston. So according to MLB pipeline, according to right? MLB pipeline, correct. So, Everyone agrees on the top three, but after that, it's sort of anyone's guess. It, it, it very really, much depends on the on the list that you look at. It really, yeah, it really is murky. After that, you could say, but I mean, the point being here is that uh, Ivan Melendez doesn't fall too much lower than that. Blaze Alexander doesn't fall. You know, and we've talked about a lot of these names being involved in a trade, but uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like Brandon Fott probably would be the centerpiece of a lot of those trades, and I don't know if the Diamondbacks really want to do that considering where he's at right now in his development. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's something you want to do. I mean, he looked he looked pretty good in that start in, in Cincinnati, and uh, barring the last inning, of course, <laughs> the back-to-back-to-back homers weren't great, but... Yeah, I mean, he's still so young, and I know his ERA still starts with an eight at this point, but he's still, I mean, he's made single-digit Major League starts. It, it doesn't always, there are some really, really good pitchers in this league uh, where if you look at their numbers over their first seven or eight starts, it was very, very ugly. So I don't think you want to rush to conclusions that Brandon Fott is, you know, not a Major League caliber starting pitcher at this point. And, you know, it, it wouldn't be all that crazy for him to perform like a number three or number four starter the rest of the way, if you traded that away for a for a few month rental, I think you would really regret that pretty quickly, especially if the Diamondbacks weren't able to go as deep into a postseason run this year as, as you might hope for. I mean, the reality is that the Diamondbacks aren't looking at Brandon Fought the way that like we look at these trades where we just list the numbers out. Like they're not just trades aren't made based off stats necessarily. Right. Like, they they have an idea of what these guys could develop into or really are and whether or not those numbers are somewhat misleading and stuff like that. So just because he struggled both from the Diamondbacks perspective and from whoever he would potentially get traded to, like they know he is better than or, or they're more than likely valuing him higher than what his numbers would suggest uh marcos valencia asked back in the chat he said uh do you think that they're you guys think that they're the d-backs could make a move today uh might be a good day since it is today is an off day i i, I really feel like seeing brandon fought pitch one more time might factor in not hugely but i mean yeah. again i know that there is one more start for fought before the trade deadline and I mean, he could look really good, which would increase his off, you know, his his value, especially if he can have two good major league starts in a row. Which or, honestly seems outrageous. Like that's the like, part. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, they need a starting pitcher. So if he's really good, then hey, let's trade him, right? Like that's that's the problem here is that maybe maybe him being good is confirmation for the Diamondbacks that they don't need to make that move. That's At least they fair. don't need to make that move to trade Fought. They might make a move to trade a minor league guy that like isn't as far along. But there are still a lot of guys in this system uh, that I personally don't want to see them trade. I, I, I don't like this trade uh, from the Angels perspective, but I also feel like the Angels have a sense of urgency. I don't know if they're going to keep Otani, but what they do know and what I know is that they're going to have Otani for the rest of the season. That's that's their their mm -hmm. stance at this point. Right. So this is their season to try to win it, right? I mean, essentially, like we talk about being on a limited time frame with Zach Gallen potentially and that the window might only be open to try to win a World Series while he's here for a short amount of time. Uh, that that window is 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 the rest of the season essentially for the Angels, but 
they they are seemingly trying to go for it. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I would have liked this kind of trade for the Diamondbacks. I don't feel like I would have. I would have liked it more for the Diamondbacks than I liked it for the Angels, to be quite honest, just because of what the Angels have in front of them in the American League. Like, it's not going to be easy for them to make the yeah, postseason no, necessarily. Yeah, no, so, yeah. it's definitely, and I understand why you got to do it. Like, you got to you got to show Shohei Otani that you're trying at least if you want to have any point. hope of re-signing him. Yeah, that's a really uh, good so point. you have to make that's an effort. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you're not going to trade him, you have to make an effort. But um, yeah, man, like the Angels are three and a half games back from a wild card spot. They have. Four teams in the AL East all in front of them, which I mean, like, <laughs> I guess they could cannibalize each other, but those are pretty good teams. Like, the Sox are good. The Yankees haven't had Aaron Judge, so they're going to be better. He comes back tomorrow, I believe. Um, so uh, it's not going to be easy, but I, I mean, it, it is pretty close, and they definitely significantly improve their roster. So Mike, that was interesting. Mike Cup in the chat said, finally caught y'all live. Massive fan. Keep up the good work. Invested everything in Corbin Carroll rookie <laughs> cards. Smart man. Yes, sir. I have a feeling that Love investment that. is going to pay off for you. Uh, I know. I don't know if Brett's here, but Brett will talk to you about the entire rainbow spectrum of uh, Chrome something cards. I don't know. They're all Justin Martinez. Though. Yeah, they're all <laughs> Justin Martinez cards. Carroll. Every single one of them. <laughs> Man, if he had that rainbow of Corbin Carroll cards, he might be set for life. But uh, Bill in the chat asked, what moves do they make and what would it take to get Mitch Keller and David? Bednar? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. We, you, we don't want, you don't want to know. You what Mitch Keller brings that price down, though. His uh, last yeah. 65 innings, he has a 5 6 ERA. Well, I don't think adding another player would bring the price down. The Pirates are trying to pawn off Mitch Keller. <laughs> they want to get rid of him so bad. If they like, can attach David him Bednar to for David free. Bednar, then maybe they can get a decent return. Well, I, I will tell you this, Bill. You can check out our episode from yesterday, or actually, we have our entire trade deadline series so far available as uh, standalone clips that you can check out on the PHNX YouTube channel. So make we sure you check that out. We haven't talked about Mitch Keller yet. We have not talked about Mitch Keller yet, but uh, and we probably won't because we have so many other... I don't uh, know if it's, it's worth... I, I, just, is it I don't, worth gonna, I don't know. We're, We're going to end up having today. to tweet out the, the Avengers meme where it's like, what did you get? And then it's whoever they trade for. And yeah, like, what did it cost? Yeah, everything. everything. And it's just going to be pictures gonna of Drew Jones and Brandon Fott. Oh, yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. For... I I made that meme about them winning that one game against uh, the last game of the season when it cost them the first pick (laughs) in in the draft. So there we go. That stakes on the the diamond scene. Exactly what I'm getting at. That's right. Well, like we said, Otani is indeed off the market. The Angels are now three and a half games out of third wildcard spot, like you said, with a lot of good teams ahead of them. Rays, Astros, Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees. All are currently ahead of them. And all of them seem like they're going to be buying, if not, at the very least, not selling. Like, if you're the Angels, who are you going to beat? Yeah. Like, are you going to overtake the Rays? I don't think oh, so. And are also, you going to overtake the Astros? Yeah, the I was going to say, one like, AL East team that is not, the one the one team in front of them that is not an AL East team is the Houston Astros, who are probably going to take over the West from the Texas, they're the Rangers, yeah. who are really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a rough division. And I mean, again... I appreciate what they're doing. Maybe, maybe the point you're making is is the bigger idea here, not to win a World Series, yeah, but to make the playoffs yeah. in some capacity, fingers crossed. And if not, at the very least, showing guys like Mike Trout and specifically Shohei Otani that you're trying to improve and the team and get better. I mean, people have said it a bunch in the chat, like, and I'm not sure how much I agree, but like the idea that you get to the postseason and anything is possible. I mean, you haven't really seen Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the playoffs necessarily, so you don't know what that's going to be like. But you did see both of them perform at a very high level at the World Baseball Classic, which is probably the closest they've gotten to like high-level playoff baseball in their careers. Outside, I'm not exactly sure what Shohei did in Japan, so I don't really know if he had any playoff experience there. But um, 
like who knows you get there and maybe those two are the greatest players of all time and they can i mean you saw what bryce harper did last year with the phillies he kind of was able to spark them to a damn near world series so who knows maybe you yeah. get there and shohei is shohei otani and he just deals and hits the hell out of a ball the ball for the playoffs and then all of a sudden there uh, if you get to the world series and you're the angels it's shohei unfinished business type thing like but who knows? There, there, there is a big market that involves Shohei appealing to an international market. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things there that you would think that like these. This is good for the Angels yeah. uh, overall to try to improve their team and try to make their team competitive. I feel like it's good for baseball too. Right? Like a, the Angels have sucked and they've been a laughing stock, and they have the two best players in baseball. So they should be like them being in the postseason is good. And also like, but it's not. That's not going to happen. Well, yeah, I, no, but probably not. <laughs> no, but, but also, no. also, I think in general, just like the idea of like. You get stars like Shohei Otani. You don't want them to just leave. Like, you don't want it to be like, oh, they're going to be a Yankee or a Dodger or a Padre or a Met, basically, yeah. or a Giant. Like, you want them to be able to to stay with that franchise and find success there. So I think it'll be good for baseball if they can have at least make the playoffs and then maybe have some success once they do. And uh, they have won eight. Uh, they've, they're eight and two in their last ten games. They've won three in a row. And they're a good team. They're, they, you just... I, I think once again, a point that we made yesterday is the parody in the league. And I think it goes uh, obviously more so in the National League right now than the American League. But like, no, no team's really running away with it. It does suck that they have one of the best teams in baseball in their division and two then of uh, two of them. Yeah, like, r- really, like the Astros yeah. are always going to be the Astros. Man, if they were in the Central. I mean, that's like 80% of the teams in baseball, though. But if they were in the Central, they are uh, dominant. Only if we were all in the Central. Can't I we think all the Rockies the might win this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, the Angels aren't the only Los Angeles-based baseball team making some trades. Of course, we saw the Los the Angeles good Dodgers trades. make some trades in uh, confusing <laughs> trades. Uh, they bummed out the Reno Aces by trading Noah Syndergaard to the Cleveland Guardians for shortstop Ahmed Rosario. What? Why? <laughs> they did? Uh, I don't know. I love on the rundown here. Pernetsi, you literally have what? What? <laughs> I mean, what? I, you know, and I think the thing here is, is that I just did – I just did a G-rated on on Secret Invasion, and I think the Dodgers have the Super Scroll formula, right? Like they take ordinary men <laughs> that have an o, uh, like an OPS of like 400, and they make them into Super Baseball players with some sort of magic ray or something that they have there at Dodger Stadium. Because uh, Noah Syndergaard, again, a pretty good pitcher, he was rehabbing right now, right? Yeah. And I mean, he's yeah, not well, good this year. Well, not, uh, <laughs> but it's it kind of like a arguably. phantom injury, right? Like yeah. he has an ERA over seven, and it kind of seemed like they were just trying to stash him on the injured list. So. He is, got rid of that him, was a which man. They did. He that is like, like he was rehabbing, <laughs> air quotes, rehabbing right now. But uh, yeah, bizarre, bizarre trade that went down yesterday. Ahmed Rosario coming back over from the Cleveland Guardians. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So just a rental for the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, Kike Hernandez, who they traded for a couple days ago. The Dodgers have traded for two players so far, and they are both below replacement level <laughs> players. Uh, Kike Hernandez, negative 0.6 war this season, according to baseball. Ball reference he is a 604 OPS Ahmed Rosario uh, from the Cleveland Guardians has uh, also struggled he's at minus 0.2 war according to baseball <laughs> reference he has a 675 OPS it's been a down year for him offensively one and he these- also grades out as the worst defensive shortstop <laughs> in baseball one of these two uh, so- is 100% winning the NLD- NLCS MVP yeah like, absolutely it's without, it's without of course a, I mean the yeah. TK trade makes sense to me because that man is just a vibe as far as the Dodgers are concerned yeah. and if you're the sure. Dodgers I can see I mean I think you probably just wanted to get rid of of 
or no, that uh, Syndergaard was for Rosario, wasn't it? But still, yeah. Kike, like, I mean, he he had success there, and there's a lot of guys on that team that he still has relationships with. So like, they didn't I give up that. much. Yeah, for and you could kind of hope that just him being back in LA, he kind of just it's like a vibes thing where he outperforms what he's done so far this season. Um, and then I understand why they get rid of Syndergaard. I just for Ahmed Rosario, I don't understand. But the Kike thing, yeah, I hate the Dodgers, and he was a Red Sox, and I don't like seeing Red Sox go to the Dodgers for obvious reasons. Um, but like, I was seeing videos of him back with like the Dodgers and stuff like that, and it was cool. Like from just like, I like Kike, and I've, I'm happy for him being somewhere he likes to be. But I just fuck I, the Dodgers. I, I don't know the reason, and I mean, I, I think it shows a little bit of desperation on the Dodgers' part because they just kind of at this point need to kind of have a, a, a some depth to their team that they don't really yeah. feel like they Do you have. think they ever start just drinking their own Kool-Aid and being like, ah, they're, they're, we'll figure this That's out. That's a like, great they'll, point. They'll get better once well, they no, get here. Here's the thing is like, like Jesse often says, right? Sometimes the stats, the stuff we see doesn't add up. And, and on a lot of, a few of these guys, the stats don't add up, right? But uh, sometimes there's other things that makes them think there's potential there. There's peripherals. There's a change of scenery. Yeah, idea, I was, well, I was going to say also, coaching, right? Boston and L.A. are those are different places, like very different places to live, to play. I mean, they both have very intense fans, but like you've been to Fenway. That's a very they're right on top of you. It's oh, yeah. a very hostile environment. Yeah. And like the Sox have not had a great season. So it's probably not. I mean, they've had a good season, but based in the context of the AL East, I guess not a great season. Like I could see that not being an easy place for some people to play and L.A. being more of a. uh especially for a guy like Kike, more of a, a, an easier place to, to get on. Well, because when you start the game, I mean, the stadium's not even half full most yeah. of the time, right? Yeah, so that's, that's part of it. Most people are stuck in traffic trying to park in that weird parking lot outside of Dodger Stadium. But uh, I will say that I think that the Dodgers always worry me. And whenever we see them making trades, I, what do they know that the rest is, of the league doesn't that, know? I'm, just, I'm not <laughs> shitting you. That is the exact thing I think when I read. I'll get the notification. I read the article and I'm like, what are you up to, Los yeah. Angeles? Right, because they are very sneaky. I will over say there. this: when I saw yesterday Los Angeles trades for Lucas Giolito, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh that my was god! My oh first my god! Panic attack! Here You're we absolutely go. right. He's right. And then I, I saw the, the Angels, and I was like, "Oh god, we're here! We're here! Let's go, Angels!" <laughs> Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good feeling to see Los Angeles trades for Giolito, but uh, hopefully, what we see here soon is the Diamondbacks trade for blah, 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 because that's what we all want to see. Uh, of course, we also want to see you guys make some money. Uh, we all want to make some money, mm -hmm. right? You I made, made a bunch money. of money yesterday. Made some money. Uh, a friend of mine made a whole lot of money on the Arizona Diamondbacks single win there yes, in the middle same. of that series. So uh, we wish you all the best on the BetMGM app. And of course, uh, if you don't know about it, make sure to get down on the Nerfies on Friday. Uh, Nerfy Fridays, which is no run first inning Fridays over at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. I cashed on the Nerfy on Wednesday. That's right. Cash in on it. Uh, it's this season. Tuesday. Uh, they have a risk-free play on Fridays, so don't forget to get in on it. you got to opt into the promotion on the BetMGM app. Place a no-run first-inning bet on any Major League Baseball game. Uh, you just bet no on will there be a run in the first-inning market. If your bet loses but only one run is scored during the first inning, you will receive a bonus bet equaling your stake up to $25. This is available on Fridays only, and of course, if you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, make sure to do so before op getting down on this Nerfy Friday option. Uh, use our bonus code at PHNX when signing up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. For our Arizona audience, place your first bet and receive uh, your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Alan Lopez in the chat says, sorry, I'm late. What I missed? Basically, us just being disappointed about the Diamondbacks not making any moves, Alan. But you have not missed any trades from this team. Uh, hopefully, we'll see something happen here soon. Uh, but there is a lot of speculation as to whether or not the Diamondbacks will make a move from our Twitter account. We saw a lot of people uh, don't think that's going to happen. But uh, honestly, seeing some of these early trades, I, I I'm starting to feel like I would rather see them not make a move than sacrifice potentially what they would have had to to get like a Lucas Giolito in return. But that's just my opinion. And of course, we thank you guys for being here to hear our opinions. If you are here in the PHN Exports YouTube channel for the first time, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a little thumbs up. It just makes all of us so happy when you do. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please leave us a review. We always appreciate uh, your feedback and make sure to subscribe there as well. Uh, most importantly, we want you to sign up and become a member of the PHNX diehards community. Of course, uh, our family is always growing and we love it. When you guys join, of course, uh, you get all sorts of benefits. You get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to our members only discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, you do get access uh, to all sorts of discounts from our partners, including a gift certificate for Mountain Mike's Pizza. Uh, you get access, or excuse me, a Dobson Ranch, uh, Ranch card, and so much more. Uh, so join us today over here at PHNX and become part of our diehard family. Uh, trade deadline, of course, almost here, right? We got this weekend coming up, and then when we get on the other side of this weekend, things going to start heating up. But uh, we want to take a look at now some uh, more trade deadline targets for the Arizona Diamondbacks and who they could have on their radar. I like Roby in the chat uh, saying, maybe Hazen does nothing. Can this team battle it out with and keep their wild card spot if they do nothing? Can no. they? No. No? <laughs> he said no. Laughing. I mean, that's why I'm Jesse, not laughing at impossible. it. Stop it. Let's get Jesse. Not Let's, impossible. Okay. But, it's not impossible, but I mean. But not likely. I mean, not something <laughs> What, what, what about no. this roster over the last two weeks has suggested to you that this can make be is a playoff okay. team? I'm going to say something really fast. There's something that uh, I think Brent Strom said that I feel like resonates just beyond the closer role. And that was that he said that when you do have a closer, which the Diamondbacks don't have, the one thing that the mindset that a closer has is that nobody is going to come behind them and save the game. Nobody is coming to relieve them. They are it. They're the end. If they give up 10 runs in that inning, they're giving up 10 runs. Yeah. <laughs> but when you are just a reliever that is being used in the ninth inning, you could potentially start getting into trouble and start hoping, even though it's not. You, just start, you, that's, you, you start, start looking to the dugout. Look, start looking, start looking, looking at the looking, dugout. Looking, when's he going to come walk out here and get me, right? And so there's an idea here that the Diamondbacks, like most of us, are also potentially waiting for some reinforcements with this trade deadline. And maybe, just maybe, when the trade deadline comes and goes, the guys that are here are just going to have to face the reality that this is who is here and they have to get it done. 
maybe it changes their mindset a bit. It feels like the mindset for this team has changed from the old, uh, we can win every day to the, I hope we don't lose every day. And that's not a good place to be. Now there are some good options for the diamondbacks and some of these options sincerely, uh, are kind of flying under the radar. And, and that's why we have Jesse Friedman here to tell us about, uh, who some of these guys available might uh, be to improve this team. Uh, and of course, pitching is our primary focus as it should be for the diamondbacks. Yeah, we've got a name here that uh, I don't I, pretty under the radar. Uh, there's been some chatter about this guy in uh, the PHNX D-backs discord. So, if you know, you know, you might have already heard this name, uh, if you're a diehard. But yeah, our first target we're going to talk about today is right handed pitcher Tarek Skubal of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Skubal, if we look at his numbers for the season, he has made four starts he has been hurt uh for the majority of the season but he recently returned and uh he has a 3.71 era in those four starts it's 17 innings so uh the sample size is very very small uh but he has a 0.88 whip uh 12.2 k's per nine 1.6 walks per nine he has a 1.28 fit in those 17 innings which is which is utterly ridiculous um a name that people might not be too familiar with came up with the detroit tigers a few years ago he is actually an arizona native oh, yeah. um from kingman arizona the illustrious kingman arizona kingman, baby let's go uh one of they my got one hell of an in and out out there one of <laughs> yeah there you go that, and that's not it. wrong that's the only that's the only thing uh one of my older siblings in high school faced Tarek skubal wow. actually Whoa. yeah and I'm pretty I sure he thought his out, name was Tariq, <laughs> and I was very confused when I saw pictures of him. Yeah, Tarek. Uh, Tarek. Tarek makes more sense. Yeah. I believe it is Tarek. Oh, I would hate it if he, if he, if it was Derek spelled like that. I would be furious, yeah. just absolutely furious. All right, uh, let's let's look at some of his pros and cons, and uh, why he might be a pretty pretty uh, pretty good look for the Diamondbacks here. Uh, affordable, obviously, due to his contract uh, and a clear upgrade. Uh, but it's the controllable part that I think is is good for any trade target for the Arizona Diamondbacks at this point, because I feel like they should be building potentially more towards the future and not just a short-term end game of winning a championship this season, which still isn't a guarantee when you make a trade for a guy like this. Yeah, he's he's under control for three more seasons after this one, 2024, 2025, 2026. Um, so I think that's the that's the biggest thing here for the Diamondbacks is he would be he would be an enormous upgrade over what they have in, in the coming years. And, you know, if you're not so sure how far this Diamondbacks team is maybe going to go this year trading for a guy like Scooble, I mean, he's helping your rotation for three more seasons after this one. So uh, you're checking some boxes, not only for this season, but for the years to come. On the con side, Scooble, his track record is sort of that of, of kind of a middling starting pitcher. Uh, his career ERA is 4.13. Um, so he's certainly not, not an ace caliber pitcher necessarily, although that's kind of what he's looked like this year when he's pitched. He seems to be taking and That doesn't worry forward. you, though, considering the track record of pitchers who have come here and then just not been good? Yeah, I mean, that's it's a reasonable reasonable concern but over the last two seasons like last year scooble was really good as well he has a 3.54 era in 25 starts dating back to the start of last season um, and he has a 2.75 fit so his peripheral numbers are, are even better than the rest so yeah if you're looking for a guy who's maybe a little bit under the radar maybe the asking price isn't so high as it would be for a player that had more name credibility uh this could this could make a lot of sense for the diamondbacks 
Uh, Chris Payne said, Gallon is gone after 2025. Marte and it is prime. Why would this team not be all in on this year and the next two? None of our prospects should be untouchable. Uh, and and I agree with to the, to, with that to a certain extent, right? Like the, the prospects idea of, of them being untouchable is still an unproven thing. Uh, I think that you never know what you're going to have out of a prospect versus what you're going to have out of a major league ball player. And if you can get a major league talent that can help you win now in the short term for the next couple of years, that's that's definitely a focus, Chris. But I, I was meaning more of the number of trade targets that we've had that are essentially rentals until the end of this year. That's that's more my concern is the Diamondbacks mindset yeah. changing to that point so much so that they would sacrifice a lot of the future for somebody that would just be here for the next two, three months. Mm-hmm. Right. That And that, that's more of what a uh, controllable player is that I'm, I'm looking for. At least those two years is what I would like out of out of somebody the Diamondbacks uh, trade for. Uh, and you actually have a uh, trade that I hate that you're going to throw <laughs> yeah, up there. Yeah, let's do I it. Let's, let's, let's go this. there. I hate uh, this so here much. is our trade idea of Why, what it would Jesse? take to bring Scooble <laughs> to Arizona. Yuck. Diamondbacks yeah. would be trading right-handed pitcher Brandon Fott, outfielder Alec Thomas, and left-handed pitcher Yumin Lin. Do you want to throw my dog in there while you're <laughs> at it just so I can be especially heartbroken with how much you're trying to offer to them for one single player? That might move the needle, Derek. You know, if, I mean, if that's what it took, then maybe we have to do what we have to do. Uh, no, I, I think Gambo reported a few days ago, or at least said on uh, said on his show in passing that the Tigers were intrigued by Alec Thomas. I don't know. That was more speculation or 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 a report exactly, sure. but there is at least some degree of interest there. The Tigers, frankly, are just kind of a mess as an organization right now. Uh, I think uh, Michael said it earlier that Scooble might not really be available from their perspective, but he probably should be if he's not because this Tigers team is not really trending in the right direction and some of the young pieces that they have haven't really panned out. And if you're the Tigers right now, you probably have to look at a guy like Scooble as an asset that you could use to solve a lot of problems moving forward. The Tigers are not close uh, in the next couple of years. So uh, I guess playing in the AL Central is is a benefit to them. They don't have to be as good as some other teams. But uh, yeah, they probably should look at dealing Scooble. And if the Diamondbacks were to try to trade for him, it would cost a lot. That's just the price of you know a starting pitcher who's pretty good and trending upward and still young and under control for three more seasons after this one. Uh, yep, I agree with that. Uh, another pitcher the Diamondbacks have interest in or should have interest in. Is that, <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah. We have heard zero we reports we along these lines. This is all speculation. <laughs> uh, the should should have interest in is Bring a him to me. right-handed pitcher Devin Williams. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Devin Williams has been putting up some incredible numbers this season. 1.56 ERA, uh, just incredible the airbender yeah the the airbender here from the milwaukee brewers a team that honestly the diamondbacks are competing with here uh as as we approach the trade deadline and beyond for potentially a wild card spot uh but really good numbers from devin williams including uh that that 0.99 whip um i would love to have devin williams on this team i would love to have um if you if if you know, you know, Devin Williams and Marcus Stroman on this team would be a vibe. I would be all the way here. I know there's certain commentators for certain MLB teams that would be upset about the their choice the of Durex, yeah. under their hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, I feel like we talked about this a few times. A guy that has a presence. Devin Williams definitely has a presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just I'm a huge fan of him as like as from as a baseball fan. 
I am a huge fan of Devin Williams. Yeah, he brings a lot of excitement. I would love to have him here. A fellow fellow Mr. Electricity. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. Me, him, and Strowman are going to take over uh, Arizona. Electric. Uh, Jesse, thoughts on his availability and if the Brewers would actually part ways with him? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Jesse, back to End you in the studio. Guys. Uh, yeah, the only reason that David Williams is even here, I mean, the Brewers are currently leading the yeah. NL Central. It and they really just, they just traded for Carlos Santana, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. they're clearly like, yeah, they're they're it. buyers at least in some sense. So the only reason that the Brewers are here is because they were in a pretty similar position a year ago, and they traded one Josh Hader. Uh, when sure. he still had a year of control after that remaining. So the Brewers are a little a little odd with the way they operate sometimes. They don't really play by the traditional buy-sell rules that other teams play by. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think the Brewers are going to move Devin Williams unless they're pretty much overwhelmed by a team. Uh, last year, they also got Taylor Rogers in the Josh Hader deal, so they got a pretty good reliever back. That yeah. probably made them feel a little bit better about that. I don't think the Diamondbacks necessarily have that reliever on this team that the Brewers would feel okay about getting back. Yeah, no um, But uh, yeah, if we look at the if we look at the pros and cons here, maybe Devin, maybe if it was a positional need thing, you know, maybe that's the reason why the Brewers would do it so that they could upgrade. But he's been so good for them. I don't know why they would move on from him. But yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, his track record has been outstanding, extremely affordable and controllable through the 2026 season, I believe. Through 2025. Through 2025. Two yeah. more seasons after yeah. this one. Um, yeah, I mean, Devin Williams has a career 1.93 ERA. So when we when we say he has a track record, I mean, he's basically been arguably the best reliever in baseball the past few years. 6.7 war in his career, and which is pretty crazy. He was on the, the, the U.S. team, World Baseball Classic team as well, too. So um, another guy that has had some experience pitching in high leverage situations in a, in a postseason-like atmosphere. Yeah. He's only 24 years old, so he fits the Diamondbacks core kind of age, right? Like, I think the, he's 28 years old. 28. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. 20 years old. He yeah, debuted I'm, at 20. What would it yeah, take to get Bednar and Williams? Just go all in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> now we're Let's really getting we're, now we're, we're, getting ridiculous. We're off, the, yeah, we're, off the, we're off the rails already with just suggesting this. But honestly, with the way that the, things, the bullpen has gone for this team, I, I mean, you know, uh, Snakes on the diamond said the cost to get Devin Williams might as well be used to land a starting pitcher. I I, I don't know if getting one of the best depends reliever, on your perspective, but, yeah. but if probably get, get yeah. one of the best relievers in the game though could really change this team. I mean, yeah. we we've talked about the starting rotation and, and we'll admit that potentially the way they're set up now isn't enough to kind of make a splash. Uh, but we we still don't know based on the fact that the three guys in question as that are that are part of the rotation all young guys that are developing every single time they go out there and pitch in a major league baseball game. So I, I you still don't know what you're going to get out of Ryan Williams, Tommy Henry and Brandon fought and they, what would Ryan you, Williams, Ryan Nelson. Ryan sorry, Nelson. Ryan Nelson. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm looking at Devin Williams name right now. Ryan so Williams is the best Ryan player Williams. in baseball. Yeah, Ryan, Brian Nelson. He's coming. Devin um, Williams know about in Ryan 2020. Williams. In 2020, Dev obviously was a weird season. It was, it was, that was the shortened season, right? So he only threw Mickey 27 Mouse. innings, but he finished seventh in Cy Young voting in 2020 <laughs> because Devin Williams had a 0. Uh, 0.33 ERA. He gave up one run. What? How many in innings? 27 up? innings. He gave up eight hits in 27 innings. He had a 0. 0.63 
uh, whip, and he had 53 strikeouts in 20. He had a almost an 18 strikeouts per nine in that season, <laughs> and he hasn't maintained that since. It's been more like 14 since, which is just lousy. Um, yeah, terrible, <laughs> awful. But uh, yeah, I mean, he would he would be the Diamondback saying, "Look, in Zach Gallon's tenure, as long as Zach Gallon is a Diamondback." we're not doing the no closer thing anymore. Like we're going to bring in Devin Williams and we're going to pay a very handsome price to do it. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know what the, what the brewers might be thinking, I guess. We've talked about the diamondbacks potentially making some um, low key moves. This would not be a low key move. This would cost a whole lot. Uh, And I don't know again, if even with throwing everything at the brewers, if that would be something they would even consider. So um, let's take a look at the trade idea we got here. Yeah, if the Brewers really like Brandon Fott, then maybe it would make sense for them. That's kind of the thinking here. Uh, I also have Ryan Bliss in there along with Yumin Lin once again. Yumin Lin is showing up in a lot of these yeah. because I think his value is really high right now. It could be a potential sell-high opportunity for the Diamondbacks. I don't know if Ryan Bliss moves the needle a ton for them. The Brewers' uh, offense has really been their biggest issue, so... You know, maybe the Brewers would like an Ivan Melendez type or or more likely they'd probably like Jordan Lawler in this trade. Although I think we can all agree the Diamondbacks would not go there. So uh, this is the offer we have. But frankly, I, I, I don't know if the Diamondbacks would be willing to do this. And I and I'm not even sure if the Brewers would be willing to do that either with how high their asking price probably is. Well, speaking of under the radar moves and moves that could potentially be uh, a move for depth, the Diamondbacks could also take a look at potentially trading for outfielder Tommy Pham. Just make sure you don't put any players on your fantasy football IR and you'll be fine. Wow. (laughs) This man has has a very good memory. Uh, Jesse, why would the Diamondbacks go after Tommy Pham? Well, if we look at his stats, he's been pretty good. A physical Uh, presence? That's the the simple answer. An enforcer? Someone to fight everyone. He's hitting 266, 349, 464 for the Mets this year. Uh, He's having a really good season for them. A bit of a bounce back for him. He really hasn't had a season like this since 2019 when he was a a full-time player with the Tampa Bay Rays. Nine homers, 35 RBI, 1.6 F war, which is pretty good number for a guy who's, you know, played in 76 games this year. So, um, yeah, he would be like kind of a a realistic position player addition. When, When Mike Hazen talked yesterday about like adding another platoon situation for Tory, improving like the bottom part of the lineup. Tommy Pham against lefties is a pretty formidable presence and, and would absolutely move the needle for this lineup. Uh, I don't know exactly what the Mets would be looking for here. I know they're, they're kind of caught in between a little bit. I mean, the, the Mets are kind of creeping up in the standings. I don't know if they consider themselves to be clear sellers, um, but Tommy Pham is, uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's making 6 million this year. So, uh, it, it would make sense for for the Mets to deal him. I wouldn't be surprised if if he was available. Uh, I, I do know this old Clint Vondrack behind the home plate isn't <laughs> going to be calling those balls <laughs> or those strikes balls with uh, with Tommy Pham out on the field, right? Uh, let's take a look at some of those pros and cons for Tommy Pham. Uh, again, his expected stats very good. Uh, he's a veteran, which is something that can very much help this young team just mature and get better. Uh, and and the cost is fairly low for for fam um, you would think you would i mean think. we don't really know exactly what those conversations we're not even gonna, look we're, like we're not even going to have that conversation we're not even going to give you a perspective Quick aside, the mets black uniforms are so good i love the, the mets black uniforms. yeah that's a, that's a good They're look really right nice. there that's a good look uh cons jesse 
Yeah, it's been a, a bit of an outlier season. I mentioned the, the last few years, Fam has been an average, really below average hitter. So this season has been a nice bounce back, but he is 35 years old. So you might not fully buy into that, I guess. Um, he slowed down a little bit in recent weeks. So that would be a, another thing I would point to as, as a potential con. Um, and his defense is also not great at this point. Uh, he would be, he would be a corner outfielder. He's definitely a corner outfielder at this stage in his career. And he's not a particularly great one at that. Uh, I guess he maybe fits into the Lane Thomas category of like, he can get by defensively, but he's not, he's not giving Better, you a lot of value. Do you, so do I have to, to hold my breath every time he gets hit to left field? Like I do with Lourdes Gurriel. Oof. Um, I, I think Lourdes has actually been okay. He has recently. Yeah. That He's is. been a little bit better recently. But I mean, even at the takeover, he had that one that was hit to him, I think, in the first inning to left field. And I, oh boy, it did not look good <laughs> until he caught it. It, it often doesn't with Lourdes. <laughs> like, there are, there are some plays that he is able to make, but he doesn't necessarily make it pretty yeah. along the way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tommy Pham, <laughs> probably in a similar category. I don't think Pham has the same arm strength that Lourdes does. Yeah. So, that is, that is an actual asset that Lourdes has in the outfield. Um, well, the one thing that we need to happen, whether it's this Tommy Pham trade or it's these other fictional trades that we brought up that probably will never happen, uh, we need them to do something. Because if they don't, if you don't do anything, Diamondbacks, we're going to give you our OG's <laughs> performance to forget for this trade deadline. <laughs> Are uh, you threatening the I'm OG's saying, performance to forget? I'm Using just it as saying a threat. I love it. that I might need to per- forget this entire season if you don't do something at the trade deadline. Uh, don't make me have to threaten you with this. I'm not I'm not awarding this to you yet, but I am saying uh, it's there. Just know Jacob has it ready at any time. We'll hit you up with it. And <laughs> they of course, definitely weren't going to make a trade, but after seeing this, I think you just changed their mind. Right. <laughs> they're they're right. devastated Jason, just, Jason just got on. He just pulled out three it's different like, phones. Shit. He called three different teams. Uh, and like the mayor They're going to give us the PTF, you know, like I get it. But uh, <laughs> if you have performances you want to forget, OG's has a solution for all of your problems. Of course, uh, whether it's trying to get a good night's sleep or just being exhausted and sore after a workout or a hike. Uh, they have sleep edition gummies. They have their therapeutic pigs, RSO drops. Uh, and of course, they have their brand new uh, pink lemonade drops this summer. So make sure to try those limited edition flavors out. Uh, whatever you need, OG's has you covered. Uh, they have a variety of strains, flavors, and doses to get you exactly what you need in life, uh, including their brand new mix bags now, which of course, if you've never tried any of their flavors is a great place to start. They offer a variety, like 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 all of our favorite fruit candies from when we mm. were kids, Skittles and all of that. You got a wide variety of flavors in one bag for you to try and maybe either determine which one's your favorite or that you love the variety in those bags. Flavoring life is what OG's is all about, and they make it so easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is you need, OG's has a gummy for it. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, and right now, I have this godforsaken U of A sign uh, logo in my face shining on me. But I have to say, it's beautiful. Uh, it's it's a, I hate I hate the team that it's for, but I love the sign that we have up on the wall. And of course, it's a beautiful sign from our friends at Saturday Neon. It's a company started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. And we need one with the forks up in here, an ASU one right away somewhere in this office. Uh, Saturday neon signs are made with high quality materials and are backed by a two year warranty, which is great because when buying things that are as sensitive as as uh, 
a neon sign like this, you want to make sure not only does it work when you receive it, but it works for a long time. So they have your back. It's shipped with everything you need to mount, power, and dim it. So every sign is easy to install and operate. And of course, they have a wide variety of of schools, including 19 select schools, including Arizona, Colorado, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, and many others. So check them out at SaturdayNeon.com and use promo code PHNX for 10% off your order, free shipping for orders over $200. And Perfect thing to go along with your sign. These little wonderful collectibles down in front of me. Little pieces of artwork from our friend. Or maybe a stuffed rally monkey. Maybe a stuffed rally monkey. Let's talk about the (laughs) stuffed rally monkey from FOCO. Okay. Uh, It had the wrong A on it. It was an Angels rally monkey. We all understand that history there with the Angels. I don't know. Maybe Cogs caused these trades to happen with his rally monkey at the Diamondbacks game. But uh, his rally monkey from FOCO did help the Diamondbacks win uh, that game too against the Cardinals. I can't explain it. I don't believe in magic but as soon like as this. You brought the monkey out. We saw it. It's happened right before our eyes, and you can't deny sometimes when you see something. Foco is magic that's, confirmed. That's how you believe in ghosts, right? You don't believe in ghosts until you see a ghost, and now you believe in ghosts. <laughs> I don't believe in the power of a rally monkey, but I can't say I didn't. I was see it so anti rally monkey. We I was, wanted him to. Burn I was a it. public yeah. enemy of the rally monkey until oh. the rally monkey and Foco now put me in my place. Protect the rally monkey yes. at all costs. That that's what we need. Uh, Foco, of course, a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, these beautiful little bobbleheads, and of course, rally monkeys. Uh, It's baseball season. Make sure to grab yourself an Aloha shirt, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need to go to a game and make sure you're looking as fashionable as these three right here on set. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear by visiting FOCO.com and use code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the code PHNX and you will get 10% off. Uh, looking ahead, we've talked about the schedule not looking great for the Diamondbacks. There's a lot of good teams on the horizon. The Diamondbacks do have the Seattle Mariners coming into town this weekend. So let's take a look at the probable pitchers for that series because there is one notable omission with today's off day, and that is that Ryan Nelson is not slated to pitch in this series, which his day normally would have come up. Would it have been uh, the first game of the series, Jesse, or game two? Yeah, I think it's after... Tommy Henry pitched the finale in the series prior against Cincinnati. So, yeah, it would have been. And, and then Ryan Nelson pitched the first game of the Cardinals series. So, yeah, he theoretically would have started game two of this series, I believe. But for some reason, the Diamondbacks are skipping over Ryan Nelson. I guess his last start was on Monday. So maybe he could start the first game of the next series, which would be on the road. And not right. at home mm. where he's been terrible. Yeah. I Is mean, that a possible reason I have like a hard happened? time believing that the Diamondbacks would actually adjust their their rotation because of like home road splits. Yeah. It, it's always feels to me that those things are just like not very easily explainable and probably should just be dismissed. It's easily explainable by Brent Strom, Jesse. It's Ryan Nelson's girlfriend's fault. Remember? Right. Correct. Yes. We did establish this the other day. That's rough. That 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 that's a that's a heaping amount of guilt that that woman did not deserve from Brent Strong, by the way, <laughs> even in a joke. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Brandon Fott's ERA there looks awful, but hopefully, what we get out of Brandon Fott is more from the last start, specifically everything before, before that last inning, uh, and and not what we've seen before that. Because uh, again, going back to Strom, he talked about some of those improvements that he made with Fott, a lot of things that he worked with, including moving him to the other side of the rubber, um, and. Maybe maybe that's the key uh, to to Brandon Fott being effective. I do know that Strom was very high on his on, on a lot of things about Fott, and he does believe that he is going to be a very good pitcher. It's the reason why I feel like I know that the coaches don't make the decision when it comes to these trades, but 
I feel like uh, they just they have too much still left to see out of thought in order for him to be yeah. packaged off in a trade. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I mean, we talked about it earlier, like there's so many there's so often where young guys struggle when they start and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be uh, bad. Right. And yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't think you can do anything to hurt Fox value. And the only thing you could do is kind of hope that he that's, shows something see, crazy and that another team uh, values that. That's my problem, though, is is that even if you are including Fought in a trade at this point, is one start enough, Jesse, to raise his value up where it probably should be, depending on where we value him or where maybe the organization values him? Probably not. Yeah, I I, th- I think the Diamondbacks are, are most likely going to hold on to Brandon Fought, and that feels like probably the right decision. Uh, Mike Hazen was asked yesterday if the team has any untouchables and he didn't mention any names, but he did say there are a few guys in the organization that, you know, I mean, it always depends on what they're what they're being offered. I guess any player could be available at the right price, but I wouldn't be surprised if the D-backs are basically taking Brandon Fott off the table in in trade discussions at this point. If you were going to trade a guy like that, you'd probably want to do it at a time when his value is a little bit higher than it is right now when he's just giving up tons and tons of homers in the big leagues. Well, let's take a look at where the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the wild card standings because, again, there is a lot of teams kind of bunched around here, and uh, the Diamondbacks right now as it stands are on the outside looking in. Of course, we're talking about a half a game, so there's a lot of baseball still to be played. They are, you know, uh, with how bad they've been lately, this is still where they're at. So, I mean, considering how bad uh, the second half of the season has gone for them after the All-Star break, this doesn't, It's it seems like it could be worse. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be worse. I keep saying it, <clears throat> and I'll say it every time the wild card standings get brought up. The Philadelphia Phillies terrify me. Um, but obviously, I mean, you got a big series against the Giants coming up, and this looks completely different depending on how that goes. So, um yeah, I mean, like we've said it a bunch of times, they've sucked, but so has everyone else. So they're still they're still right in it. I still, again, like we said earlier, I think they need to make moves at the deadline. I don't think this roster as it is is a, as a playoff team. But um, yeah, they're still right in it amongst a bunch of teams that, I mean, obviously they struggled against the Reds. But again, outside of the Phillies, those teams don't necessarily worry me. Yeah, they also, I mean, I, I believe yesterday the Diamondbacks uh, playoff chances technically dropped below 50% for the first time in a long time. Don't like that. Uh, they got up to about 80% uh, a month or so ago. But The numbers always lie. That's what happens when you, you know, lose 13 out of 17 games. It's, it's going to, I mean, it's amazing, honestly, that the Diamondbacks lost 13 out of 17 games and have continued to struggle since the All-Star break, and they are still in pretty good position, like still have a playoff chance right around a coin flip, essentially. I think anyone would be pretty excited about that if they'd been offered that at the beginning of the year. So still in a good spot, and yes, the fact that these other teams have struggled is is huge for the D-backs, but I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it really looks like it's going to be three out of these five teams in those three wildcard spots, and for all of them to be within one game of each other, you know, a few days before the trade deadline, it, it is about as chaotic as you could possibly imagine in the known. NL. We should have known, based on the World Baseball Classic, that this was going to be a hell of a year as far as baseball is concerned. Like, it's just a baseball fan. It is it's a fun season. Like, yeah. There's, every, there's half the league is, is <laughs> could win the World Series, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and that's the thing that makes it very exciting this year. But uh, we do have— Especially in the AL, where I don't care. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we do have one division though that we lead in still, and that's the All City Division. Things are getting close here, folks. I mean, we 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 talked some shit, uh, and now that lead has dwindled down to four games. The Cubs have been playing some good baseball. Cubbies. They might finally get over five hundred here, and uh, I hate this, Jesse. I hate it. I hate it here. The Cubs have played really good baseball lately, and they have a better run differential than like all of the teams ahead of them in the wild card race. So. I would not count the Cubs out of this at all at this point. I think they're four and a half games out of the third wild card spot as we speak today. And they hold a lot of cards in this trade deadline, right? Cody Bellinger, Marcus Stroman. Uh, it seemed like moving Drew Smiley might have been possible for them as well. They've, they've got some relievers that could draw interest. I don't know if the Cubs are going to move any of those guys with how they've played recently. And I wouldn't really blame them for it. Like if you're four and a half games and... You know, some of the underlying numbers say that you're probably a better team than some of the teams in front of you. Go for it. I mean, it, it, yeah. it is it is utter chaos right now in the National <laughs> League. And I don't think anyone would be shocked if the Cubs had one of those three spots at the end of the season. Yeah, only like, the only team in that, that division with a positive run differential. Um, like, yeah, I don't want them crazy. to go for it uh, because I want Marcus Stroman. Uh, but I, I mean, if I'm the Cubs, yeah, I'm. They're playing very good baseball. Cody Bellinger's playing out of his mind, and obviously Strowman is still Strowman. Um, I think there's one important. That's the team thing. that fears me the most in the in the that division. There, 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 there's one important thing here to bring up, and that is that uh, the Diamondbacks have gone 21 and 25 uh, since Sean joined the show. And I don't know if <laughs> Sean is just taking I don't strays. know if we have to call back to calling him Sean DeLoss, but what are we I fucking doing like here? I, I'm just I'm just pointing out records. These are facts. Where this is a stat based show, uh, and these are facts. Since June first, that's their record. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that those two things. Me. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like I'm blaming you, but is um, it actually that? I, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a lot worse than that. It's not yeah. 21 and 25. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not it was bad. June 1st. Is that Sean's first day on the yeah, show? Yeah, I think so. That that would think that was Sean's first day on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but I mean, they were 34 and 23 when he joined the show. So that's the point I'm trying to make is mainly you. No, I'll that's off Jesse too, that's but fine. it's mainly Yeah, you. I get it. That's fine. Well, Jesse I does do. have. Uh, you didn't really. I mean, you, th- you just said I thought it was worse. I thought it was worse. <laughs> I mean, that was just a factual <laughs> statement. I thought it was worse. Now June 1st. I wasn't blaming uh, you for yeah, it. I just thought it was worse. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse has one last note from uh, on Devin Williams, right? Yeah, I feel like we just have to mention that Devin Williams, uh, this is like trending. I think Talking Baseball picked this up today. Devin Williams updated his Instagram bio today, and it now says Swing and Miss Merchant. That is literally his It does not say Instagram the Milwaukee bio. Brewers. It, do, it also, yeah, I don't know if it did. Did it say Milwaukee I would imagine Brewers that's before? why they were making it a thing, because people always do these Instagram deep dives, right, oh. where it's like it says the team name, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. But the, the joke is that a Reds fan came after him and said, if you just lay off his airbender, he actually is really bad with his fastball and that's the secret to like hitting off of him. And then he basically called him a swing and miss merchant. So that's probably why he changed it. But the whole baseball world picked it up because the brewers came out of it. Interesting. Uh, Alan wants to know what's the record after losing the mayor tile, Derek. It's the same because I gave up the mayor tile for this guy next to me. And uh, we've questioned that trade for quite a while. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to we're going to question that trade for a long time, folks. We're going to question world. that trade for a long time. It's a cold as world as well whatever trades the Diamondbacks make. But of course, uh, he's right. It is a cold world. Uh, and uh, outside, it's very hot. But uh, it's, ca- it's keep cold. Grab yourself a polar pop over at Circle K. Uh, he'll tell you that on the little gas station pump. Uh, and I'll tell you that. And Jesse, 
nowhere to be found on gas station pumps, right? You guys think no. he's, 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 he's so... I had an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and I just, just didn't, was like, I just didn't film the video got, that one day. I got baseball so. journalist stuff to do is what <laughs> Jesse said. But you can check out your local Circle K for us, not Jesse, uh, and the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas, of course. Uh, make sure to grab a Polar Pop that stays cold longer. Don't sleep on the Circle K branded snacks. And of course, uh, check out the deals they have right now, including uh, buy... Powerade's four for $5, and you can be entered to uh, be one of 10 finalists to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. Uh, and then after you are chosen as the winner, you have to fight Sean for it. Um, also, make sure to check out their buy to get one free offers on Monster Energy drinks as well as Beatbox Hard Teas. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Of course, when you're at Circle K, make sure to grab yourself some Four Peaks beer, which is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks and of this podcast. Uh, Rattle on Red Ale, of course, uh, it's toasty as Gallon's Fastball, and you can find it at Chase Field. Uh, they have it all a bunch of their stands, but you can also go to the Four Peaks Draft Room. It's located on the suite level. It's an excellent place to watch a baseball game from, and it's also one of a few locations where we have our takeover meetups at. So make sure to follow them, uh, everything, at Four Peaks over at their events calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events, uh, and also check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on social media to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Well, uh, don't know when the Diamondbacks are going to make a move, but we'll guarantee you guys this much. Uh, we will be going live the minute they do with an emergency podcast, and I want to do an emergency podcast, so freaking bad but until then <laughs> you can make sure to follow us on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k this man next to me uh, is at sean underscore to pause and not the loss despite what people might say people uh, you're that's people. over there he's jesse friedman i'm not jesse and friedman i'm not spelling his last name for you uh the maniac behind the mac is arfage uh his father overlord jacob you can get him at jacob underscore franklin four of course uh our show is at phnx underscore dbacks and all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us today we appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it is more fun when you hurry up and make a trade <laughs>